Hello and welcome along to another episode of the Halftime Team Talk Podcast. I'm Haikal, the Arsenal fan. I'm quite happy, a little bit sad, and I'll be the host for today. Joining me will be the returning Da, who's the Liverpool fan. He might not be as happy as me, might be despair. So Da, say hi. I'm just speechless. <laughs> also, we've got Tiru, who's the United fan. Might be despair, might be happy, might be speechless like Da. Say hi. Uh, pretty much, pretty much speechless. Okay, last but not least, we've got the debut of a Chelsea fan, Katik. Say hi. Mm. hi. Okay. <laughs> and together we are home ground where football comes home. This episode, we will be talking about what exactly happened last night. The United game against Tottenham as well as the Aston Villa game against Liverpool. So stick around, take a sip of water, relax. We'll be right back after the goal. Alright, we're back and let's just analyze what happened last night because me... As a neutral, I couldn't believe the scoreline, the performance, everything that happened last night. The only thing that I could believe was that Arsenal won and I was happy. But I'm not too happy because the Gunnosaurus is out of Arsenal. And um, I don't know. I really do not know. I can't believe that Liverpool lost. Was it 7-2? Yeah, 7-2. Uh, and, and, and United lost 6-1 to Tottenham. Uh hate to say that, that it was Tottenham that beat United. Let's start with United because it uh, went off first. Um, Tiru, can you tell us whether this performance was a long time coming? Uh, I guess so, because it was, it was pretty symbolic. You know, uh, we haven't made uh, quality signings across the transfer window. And um, I think that showed, uh, you know, we still haven't got a defensive uh, pairing correct. Uh, uh-huh. Our attack is still solely based on Martial and uh, Rashford and then Greenwood. Um, and I think Bruno Fernandes is the one that produces the goods and uh, this guy's goal is lacking off at times and uh, especially Martial. You know, it was uh, really uncalled for to get sent off. Should have controlled his temper and, uh, you know, hold it up. And the referees were wrong as well because uh, I believe and uh, it should be a, a yellow card for both of the players, uh, Lamela and uh, Martial, or it should be a red card for both of them. So we, we got controversy. Sorry, we got we got a neutral with us, uh, Katik, who did watch the United game. Um, did you think that the referee got that that cut decision right? Okay. Uh, this is uh really it's it's quite hard to say. Uh, if you look at it closely, uh, Lamela might fight his case saying that he actually wanted to shield him and he accidentally hit Marshall's face. But if you look at it closely, Marshall's uh hit on the face to Lamela was deliberate. So, it okay. can go either ways, but the referee spoiled the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Tiru, mm-hmm. at, um, you kind of bring up the ref, and uh, did you think that um, had it not been a red card, would it have been uh, 2-1 or you know, 6-1? Or mm-hmm. United would have come back? No, no I, I don't think they would have come back because I think uh, Moreno was uh, spot on with the statics. And the way they tore, up, tore United apart, it's, uh, it's uh, really easy to see that they had their homework done. And I think the best thing about uh, Spurs' performance is that they were fluid in all ways, in all positions. 
So I think United would still have lost the game, but probably not by such a big margin at 6-1. Probably 3-1 or 4-1. Uh-huh. How do you feel though that it was actually Mourinho of all people that actually beat you guys 6-1 comprehensively, I must say? Um, you know, he's a wounded lion. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he does definitely has his uh, uh, way of uh, building his team to take revenge in United because he's such a person. He knows how to hit you when you're low. So I think he just had his revenge in United. So uh, okay. anyway, kudos to him because he got it absolutely spot on. Okay. Um, I understand that you... I'm sorry, I mean, I, you didn't... As a, when when did you uh, turn off the television? Uh, when Aurier scored. Sir Jorie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tiru, uh, sorry, uh, Katik, you did watch the whole game, right? Katik, are you still there? Hello? He's not there? He's there. He's there. Okay, yeah. You did watch the whole game, right? Uh, can you talk us through the whole game from a neutral's point? And then I'll get back to Tiru on um, the exact problems at uh, in United's game. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, the first penalty let's let's start off from the first penalty uh it mm-hmm. it was it was a silly foul uh and then united <laughs> as usual they get a penalty and they score bruno fernandez scores and mm-hmm. after that uh you know it, it was very sloppy by maguire he made uh there was one of the goals where he made three mistakes in just that single goal he hit the ball he hit the ball nowhere and then the ball came back to him He hit the ball. He tried to hit it back to Digia, and after that, he he was still was not happy. He went to pull down his own player, Lukshaw, and then the guy, <laughs> and then Tottenham just scored. And from then on, it's just he he, I mean, if if your defender you actually do these kind of mistakes, you will actually lose morale. So after yep. that, you you won't be able to play your game. Uh, Maguire has not been himself since I do not know when. Uh, but yeah, he he just lost it lah. He lost it, and and I think just by the red card, all the players they their body language totally changed. Ah, uh, they didn't want to play. You look at Pogba; normally he doesn't even want to run for the ball, and after the red card, he's just walking all over the pitch. He didn't even like chase, and I mm-hmm. do not know why did uh, Bruno Fernandez came off. Ah, uh, I believe it's still Sosha who who just wanted to you know stop the humiliation, like becoming maybe like seven one eight one. Nine one. That's why mm-hmm. he brought on like McTominay. Yeah, but he 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 already knew the the game was gone after after the recap. All the players okay. were their body language just showed it. Okay, um, Tiro, lots mm-hmm. of little stuff to dissect like Pogba and Maguire and De Gea. Where do you think um the problem is with United's game? Let's just talk uh, about the game first, not the manager, not the boardroom, the game, the the game plan, the tactics and stuff. Or maybe the individual players as well. I think there's a lot of individual mistakes uh, yesterday by Harry Maguire in particular, and I think he's getting all the flag because of his uh, sign, uh, transfer fee. But um, in reality, there were mistakes by Pogba, Luke Shaw, Juan uh, Bissaka. Pretty much everyone. They did not fulfill their role in that in the team, and they did not have a fluid game, and they couldn't even string passes together. Um, So I think it was it was it was a game that we were going to lose from from the moment uh, Spurs caught the second goal. Sorry, but uh, I I think I think what um, okay because you said that he's he's getting all the flag uh, because of his price tag and everything. I think leave the price tag aside. Why mm-hmm. the hell is he still the captain? Uh, 
<laughs> like fair fair question. Like, no, I mean I mean okay, in, in all honesty, in all all honesty, right? Have you ever seen a captain who has not protested at the referee when his player gets a red card? You, you look uh, at his body language last night when Marshall got that ridiculous red card and, and there was nothing. If if this was Roy Keane, if this was Roy Keane, the referee would have gotten berated. Right? The referee the referee would have probably lost his wig if he had anything on. Uh, true, it, yeah, true. It, I mean, not true. not only Roy Keane. If it, I mean, we shouldn't compare with greats. Let, let's just compare with someone. Um, maybe you know, maybe like um, I don't know, some some other captain from another club. Maybe like a Jorginho or something. Even Jorginho would probably like um step up and, and probably question the referee or or you know ask something. But there, there was nothing. He was he wasn't even um Maguire wasn't even anywhere close to the referee. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jorginho is not the the chap. Uh, Jorginho oh, is not the captain of Chelsea. It's Aspi. Oh yeah, sorry. And Aspi, Aspi would do that. Aspi would do what Aspi did. Sorry, yeah, carry so on. Aspi would do that. I mean, uh, even when Aspi wasn't captain, uh, wasn't playing. Jorginho was a standing captain for the past few games. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's, that's that's the point that I was trying to get across. Um, but, carry on. Yeah. Well, it pretty much shows that that there's a lack of leaders in the team, right? And I think that um, in order to be be a captain, you have to fight for the team from day one. From from the start of the whistle, but his body language shows that this is a disgruntled team. They are lacking in leadership. They need a leader, mm-hmm. but I don't know where they're gonna find because they, they're not signing any any players with a with a character or the attitude to lead the team. Maybe. I think the last player they signed signed like that was Bruno Fernandez. Maybe Jadon Sancho. Uh, he's not captain material to be honest. <laughs> and they're chasing him left, right, and center. I mean, I they're know. chasing him left, right, and center, but. I don't see that you're going through, to be honest. Okay. Um, Ole, Ole out, Ole in, Ole stay. No, but looking, sorry, Haiko, looking at the game, yeah, play, looking at the gameplay, right? Uh, I think Ole did a huge mistake by asking the players because definitely the players wouldn't want to force themselves out from the back. So looking at how United played, they were instructed to actually play it out from the back. And that is where there were a lot of problems happening. Where Bayi just made a, 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 a ridiculous pass and then it just gone from there. Yeah. So I think Ole played a very big part in this 6-1. Yeah, because I think he, he wanted to set up the team to combat uh, the tactics of Mourinho. But I think they should have just gone with their natural game and the way they've been playing for uh, since last season. They should have just gone with it. Instead of setting out a team, he's not a tactical coach or a thinker man like Ranieri. Yep. So I think he made a mistake there when he came out with this uh, uh, so-called design tactics for Mourinho. But I think it just was the mistake. Okay. Uh, again, Oli in, Oli out, Oli stay. Oli stay. Oli stay. Okay. Oli out. Fair enough. In. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit early. Maybe we have to see like uh, two months down the road. I I okay. I just hope uh Manu don't continue doing the same mistake by you know they hire a manager and then they sack him. Okay, you you would rather have if you ask me lah. Although I'm not a Manu fan, you would rather have Mourinho build the team, losing seven one or six one, than have mm-hmm. a coach that does not have so much of experience with big clubs, build a team. Which goes to. Ed Woodward and the board. Yes. Tiru, um, any thoughts on them? 
This guy's must fuck off. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> exact, exact same uh, sentiments from uh, Patrice Evra last night. If you watch the yeah, ice, yeah. ice sports. So, so let, let me explain a bit more because yeah, you're going. If you are seeing the trend that has been happening so far, you know United has spent more when they have been out of the Champions League than the season that they qualified for the Champions League. When Orino was given the transfer funds, uh, you know, playing in the Europa League. The next season, they actually had qualified for the Champions League and his transfer duty was even lesser compared to what they had spent the previous season. So I think they are making measured steps and they shouldn't be doing that with transfers. Uh-huh. In order to be a top team, you have to have top money to spend on top players. And you know the market right now is so inflated. You have to match whatever another club is offering. Yep. Yeah. So you have to do that. If you're still finding value in the transfer market, I think that was during the Fergie era. Uh-huh. We asked him like, uh, where you're finding value in the market. Right now, values are inflated. And, and you know, with the economies in, in a bad state due to COVID-19, uh-huh. I think if you've got, you got to pay the money for the player, you have to pay. Simple as that. Yep. And even now, there's no financial fair play involved for this season. So, so it's like you can spend as much as you want and there's no like repercussions. Pretty much. Pretty much. I think the Glazers need to put ambition into the club, but I don't. Need, I think they're only looking at the at the capital ventures. Uh-huh. As long as they're making money, you know, we got sixty euros sponsorships with the club. Yep. You know, all the money is coming in, but you got to invest in the squad in order to be competitive. Because if this happens for the next ten years, if you're if you're uh, boggling yourself between the Europa League out of the out of the European competition and then back to the Champions League. Even now, I don't think you're making any progress as a team. Okay. I mean, the fans are not will not be satisfied enough. I think the players will not be satisfied, and I don't I don't think that such a scenario will allow the club to attract top talent. Okay, um, let's switch gears to the other club that uh lost big time, uh, Liverpool. No, can we just continue are you? about United, please? Uh no no no. <laughs> it's your turn now. You, you, you guys are pretty much like you know. Uh, Two hour gap to rent everything. Yep. Then... Were you were you um, you know, in a state of happiness when United lost that much last night? Uh, no. I was or just... were you asleep? Uh, okay. So I I actually slept when uh, I saw the score uh, of Tottenham United. That Tottenham was leading four one. I I believe that was half time. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So at at uh, at the at the stroke of half time for Tottenham against United, uh, I decided to get some rest because you know. We are all working the next morning. Yep, uh, yep. Understood. So yeah, so I I, I didn't even watch um the, the Liverpool game, um but but how do you find out you lost six uh sorry seven two? Oh, of course, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you check the scores from last night. Uh, mm-hmm. so the first thing I did was I checked uh the I, the first thing I saw the headlines was that Aston Villa got three points, and I I was telling myself like, okay, I'm I'm not so surprised. Like I I knew that. They were gonna lose, uh, but really, I mean, I, I, okay. Let me just finish saying what I wanted to say. I mean, I knew okay, that they were right, gonna right. lose uh, in the next few games, um, or, or or even um, after the Leeds United, after the after the way Liverpool played against Leeds United, you knew that the loss was coming. But um, even when they lost last night, um, I did not actually expect them. To even lose in the first place, I actually expected uh, at, at most that Aston Villa would have gotten uh, a point 
off of Liverpool. And, and, and even if Liverpool had won, Liverpool would you know, struggle to win it. Uh, but when I read the headlines and he said that Aston Villa got three points, that's when I was actually, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't so surprised, but I was kind of like, wow, I did not expect the loss to come so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I went on to see 7-2 and I was like, uh, what just happened? How, <laughs> how did I miss this whole night of football where United lost 6-1 and Liverpool lost 7-2? Like, why, why? I, I just went to sleep and, and all this has to happen. But to be honest, <laughs> thank God I wasn't awake because I would have wasted my time and my sleep for a game and then I'll be struggling at work. It's not worth it at all, man. <laughs> I, I I actually woke up at 4am and I saw 7-2 and I slept back thinking that it was a dream. And I woke up at 5 and I said, oh my God, it is 7-2. <laughs> but... Um... Da, I mean, now it's your turn. Um, like you said, you you actually, you kind of expected to lose, but you didn't expect uh, expect it to be this quick. I mean, this fast in the season, this early in the season, and you didn't expect it to be seven two. I get. Okay, so I didn't expect it to be Aston Villa. That's number one. Okay. Okay. Number two, I didn't expect it to be seven two. Okay, yeah. but do you expect that performance? I mean. You did watch the highlights, right? It okay. Uh, yeah, I I watched the extended highlights, and um, uh-huh. I I went on to see, I went on to read the match report, and I went on to see like the post match conferences from um club, and you know uh, the the Sky Sports um commentators as well, like uh like Jamie uh-huh. Carragher and stuff, and and I think if I were to quote Jamie Carragher, he put it excellently well. Um. So okay. So Jamie Carragher said that last night, um that he has never agreed with the way Liverpool have set up their defence with the higher line and they try to catch the opposition offside. Okay, so the reason why he says this is because um, when he was a defender back in the day, uh, he did not like it, uh, that his manager was asking him to play a high line and, and you know, um, trying to catch the opposition offside. But as... Uh, that's because he scores on goals. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, okay, to be, to be honest, to be honest, when Jamie Carragher was defending, um, even as a Liverpool fan, it pains me to say, like, it, sometimes he can look like a god but sometimes he he can look like I don't know clown. yeah like a, like like Harry Maguire you know like but, a <laughs> <laughs> okay but 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 yeah um so back to the point so but but he said something very interesting that um when when he used to defend uh when with with Sammy Hippia and and the likes of of the rest of the place like Edgar and 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 uh, Skirtle and stuff um even when they played a high line they they were ready to go back like the moment uh, the ball is played you run back to your goal and, and or you try and pressure the forward that is going. But what happened last night was where when Ollie Watkins was played in, nobody went in. They the first thing they did was they look at the linesman and they wait for the flag to be caught. And the moment the flag does not get called, that's when they try to like, oh no, the flag is not being called. We should go back. You know? It's like a it's like a wake up call. But by by that time, you know, uh people with the uh People, uh, you know, with the quality of Ollie Watkins, with the quality of Jack Grealish, with the quality of Ross Barkley, you know, by that time, the goal has really gone in, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's one thing that Jimmy Carragher said. So another thing that he also brought up is that um, the benefits of this high press, I mean, all the top teams play high press, Bayern Munich, um, of course, Liverpool last season, uh, even now, um, if you think about it, even like, um, even Arsenal... Um, Tottenham, everyone, everyone plays. Man City, you know, they all play the high press. 
the reason why they play the high press is because when you put pressure on on the opposing team so high up the pitch, um, even though the ball is played behind your defense, uh, more 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 times than not, you actually catch them offside. And when you mm-hmm. catch them offside, you break the play. Okay, but if they don't, if you don't catch them offside, not many teams have the quality of players uh, that they have, like Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, and Ross Buckley, who will punish you. Okay, last night Liverpool truly underestimated Aston Villa. They played such a high line that when Ollie Watkins was played behind the uh, behind the line, he was through on goal. They did not expect him to score. I mean, if it was Allison, okay. I mean, yes, we have seen the quality that Allison provides, but it was Adrian last night. Where was the protection for Adrian? Yes, he made a mistake for the first goal. But where was the protection for Adrian last night? We, we cannot just blame Adrian as a goalkeeper for making all the mistakes. All right, and, and, and just conceding seven. No, even Allison conceded seven when Liverpool faced Roma and Liverpool still bought him because they knew the quality in Allison. So you understand what I'm trying okay. to say? Like, the, the quality in Adrian is there. We've seen it before. But where was the protection last night? The defence was... Shambolic. Uh, Fabinho, I have got no idea what Fabinho was doing as a defensive mid. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so um, yeah. So, so that's what uh, Jamie Carragher was saying. But from my point of view, confidence has turned into arrogance. Okay. Okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me just say uh, let me just say something when you mentioned this yeah. this arrogance that came about. Do you think it happened after winning the trophy or before? I'm, was, I'm just asking you. No, it was even before that. It was after winning the Champions League. Um, but, okay. But, but if, um, if, if you notice, clearly the arrogance was from mainly from Van Dijk, Alisson, Adrian. Um, Joe Gomez, not so much. Carriers. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Carriers was just Carriers <laughs> was just unlucky, man. To, to be honest, to be honest. Carriers was just unlucky. Uh, because I was just watching the highlights of uh, Liverpool versus Tottenham in uh, 2019. I just happened to watch it because I remember something from the game about their high pressing and how Tottenham scored their first goal. Harry Kane scored within 47 seconds. Uh, uh-huh. This was October 2019, last last year. Yes. And uh, Harry Kane scored within 47 seconds when Son Heung-min took a shot out from outside the box. It hit the post and it came back to Harry Kane and uh, Harry Kane scored an open goal. Uh, but yeah, that one... The keeper was um, Allison. Okay, but the year before that, when he was Carriers, uh, I was watching that highlights as well, which was 2018. Uh, Carriers made uh, a lot of good saves and I think Liverpool threw the game 2-2 with Salah scoring last week. Yeah, anyways, back to the, the story that we're on right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, the arrogance, right? The arrogance, it started um, after the Champions League uh, win. Okay, mm-hmm. But to be honest, uh, I wouldn't say it was arrogance back then. I would say it was confidence. Because um, the way they played, the way the way Van Dijk um, would, would control the ball, the way Adrian would pass, the way Allison would you know, be so calmly dribbling past forwards and stuff, it, it, it looks good on the eye. And it will just wow you. Like when I watch it and when, when I watch it with other Liverpool fans, we are like, wow, and we're just clapping hands. Like we, we, are, we are amazed by the composure that they have. Right now, that composure has turned into arrogance, meaning that they they are so relaxed that they think that when the ball is coming, you just look at the goal um, against uh, the goal that Liverpool considered against us, uh, Leeds, the one where Van Dijk made the mistake and tried to control the ball with his foot or tried to pass it back to Ellison, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, Bamford scored the one on one. Yeah, so that goal, um, yeah, that that was pure arrogance because he he thought that 
he, he could just do anything. Like he thought that he was God. And yeah, and <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm purely speechless from last night's game, but now talking about it, everything comes up. Can I give you my two cents? Of course, of course, of course. Uh, opinion, uh, uh, Harry Maguire yeah, is worth uh, 84 million, Actually, so yeah, two cents is, of course, you know. Uh, thanks for that. Carry on, Tiro. Okay, the main thing about Liverpool's game yesterday was that, you know, as Premier League champions, as you uh, Champions League winners, you you ought to have an arrogance about you. But the main the main failure that uh, Liverpool had and that caused them to lose with such a huge ball line was the midfield. Sorry, the what? Okay, the okay, midfield. Okay, got you. The, okay, so they, they started with uh, Wanyalu, um, Nabi Keita, and Fabinho. Mm-hmm. So three, these three guys, uh, as individuals, they're excellent support midfielders who can cover the space when, when a box-to-box midfielder is in position and someone like Thiago or Jordan Henderson. Uh-huh. So when you put these three guys together, they are lost. They do not have the direction in midfield. This is one thing that I would personally feel as an opinion. Okay. Right? And the other one is that they lost uh, money because it's down with the uh, COVID-19. As, uh, same as Thiago. So, you know, um, from from the moment they had a three-man forward line of Salah, Firmino, and Mane, I've always insisted that, you know, they don't have a plan B. And that's probably what happened. I agree with that. Like, one of them goes out, you have you have to have a player that's, that, that's the same that's quality what, is going to replace that, them. There's always a particular void in the left or the right when Salah's mm-hmm. not playing or on the left when Mane is mm-hmm. not playing. Yep. So they, they do not have a second, uh, they don't have a plan B. They don't have uh, a way they can set up the team in, in order to rest the players or in order to switch formation and switch statics. So I think with the high pressing, uh, as pressing, I think they're depending too much on the players and they, and probably yesterday the lineup that was sent out to face Aston Villa was not uh, capable of playing the high line or high pressing game that you can clock had set up to achieve. Okay, um, I, I sorry, let me just say something. I, I agree yeah, with you right. on, on the midfield, on how uh, below par uh, mm-hmm. the midfield was, but I don't think I agree with you on the fact that um, they were not able to perform the, the high line and the high pressure as well as the rest. What I think was that Aston Villa did a great job. Like we, we cannot discredit Aston Villa. We have to give them credit. It, it... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I will not dis, uh, disregard the credit they, they deserve. But this is the the problem that Liverpool yeah. had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh... Roy, Roy Keane, Roy Keane is a prophet. <laughs> hang on, hang on, on there, Roy Keane. I'll be asking him later. Let, let me let me just touch on one last point, <laughs> right? Um, Ollie Watkins last night. Um, I think when he was facing the Man of Match award or something, like he was saying, uh, he he was quoted saying that um. They actually practiced uh, during training about uh, playing against uh, playing against the high line that Liverpool played, and that's how they worked it to mm-hmm. perfection, and that's how they they read the game and they played it uh, to Liverpool's. Uh, they played it to their advantage and Liverpool's disadvantage, and and they killed the game off. So mm-hmm. so that is something that um, I want to go back on and 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 touch saying that if Aston Villa were to play this type of football, you, you look at the stats. They had thirty percent possession, all right. Thirty uh-huh. percent possession, and Liverpool had sixty nine point eight. That tells you a story, 
Okay, a team with 30% possession is able to have 18 shots and 11 on target. Whereas the team with 60% was able to have 14 shots and 8 on target. Okay, let, let's not let's not mm-hmm. even talk about um, shot accuracy because shot accuracy was Aston Villa had 60% and Liverpool had like 57%. At, it, you know, the, the amount of possession doesn't even matter anymore in a game of football. It's it's not like how it used to be back in the day where, you know, uh, the, the team that had the most possession would actually win because uh, the, the weaker opposition would just sit back and try and defend. No. Now, the weaker opposition actually sit back, sits back, tries to defend, and when they win the ball back, they play it up and they try and get the goal. And that's exactly what Aston Villa did today and they perfected it. Sorry, last night and they perfected it. They, they probably watched these two thousand four. <laughs> Must have been, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. no, but, 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 but that's the way it is right now because teams know that uh, a lot of other teams that are uh, putting themselves into position-based football so they have to depend on counter-attacks and, and they just uh, play the perfection uh, Heikel, sorry do you, have, do you have another question because I just want to quickly go over the, the goals that were scored no, you, you go on to goals because uh, my questions would be like um, where do we go from here kind of question. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'll just quickly run over the goals. Okay. So the first goal was obviously Adrian's mistake. Uh, he was a bad pass to uh, Gomez. Uh, yeah. And then um, after that, subsequent uh, leading up to the second goal, uh, to the second Aston Villa goal, uh, Alexander Arnold was giving in bad crosses. His crosses were going nowhere. Uh, he, had a, he had a very, very bad game. I think... Um, Arrogance? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it could I, be, or it's I, either I, arrogance or wait, wait, it's either arrogance or he just has got no idea and no support on what to. Like, I think he up. misses misses money yeah. because the crosses were always meant for money. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Was Jota was actually playing more of a central. His Jota is still not used to how um, Liverpool plays. So if you notice yesterday, Jota was actually driving through the center more often than coming in from the left. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Kate, you wanted to say something. Yeah, if if you actually watch all of Liverpool Liverpool's game right from the start, uh Luke Alexander Arnold has not been himself as well. He is just he just looks lost in the game. Okay. If you watch if you compare the You mean for this game, season? You mean this season, right? Yes, this season. He's just lost. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, okay, so um yeah, so back to you know the Alexander Arnold, he was he was his crosses were bad. Um, I think this is Enfield rated him like 2 out of 10. Um, yeah, Van Dijk mm. was too casual. Um, it was surprising because they took 10 minutes to settle into the game. The first 10 minutes of the highlights that I was watching, the extended highlights, Liverpool were playing pass, were pinging passes to nowhere, to absolutely no one. They were totally lost. Okay. Um, yeah, second goal, uh, it was Joe Gomez. Uh, Joe Gomez was bad at defending. Um, okay, <laughs> but the mistake, but the mistake to that goal because uh, the reason why I say Jogomes is bad at defending at that point of time because uh, Ollie Watkins uh, cut on the inside of Jogomes too easily and then he curled the ball onto the uh, into the top corner. But uh, the mistake came before that. The mistake came from Fabinho and the mistake came from Trent Alexander Arnold. Okay, so so the mistake that came from Fabinho was that he Fabinho let Grealish beat him too easily. And because uh, Grealish beat Fabinho, Alexander Arnold went up to close him down. And when he went up to close him down, uh, Ollie Watkins was free on the left wing. And that's when Grealish played the pass. Watkins came in, beat 
uh, Joe Gomez easily and just cross, I mean, uh, place the ball into the net, you know. Right, okay, third goal was deflected off Van Dijk, you know, again, too casual. Fourth goal, the fourth goal is the one that I dislike the most. The high line of the free kick. <laughs> I've been saying this, I, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this for so many times. I do not understand why teams play the high line. Like, what what, what do you get about playing the high line? Yes, you, you catch people offside, but a team can have five, six, hell, they can have nine people, or they can, no, they, you can't have nine. You have one goalkeeper, you have one free kick taker, so that leaves you with eight players, uh, nine players. So you can, have, you can have eight players in an offside position in the penalty box, and you can have one player on the wing, not in an offside position, okay? And when the ball is played to him, and he just makes the run deep down to the line, and he just crosses in. He has eight players to aim for when the high line of the Liverpool defence is just sitting there and not even going back. I do not understand the high line. The keeper is not going to come for the cross because it's going to be played to the back post. Uh The way you explain sound like Mourinho. (laughs) Yeah, I just watched watched the episode of uh, Playbook. (laughs) I think you've been uh, influenced too much. I, I, I still feel this is the confidence that they had in Ellison and they did not have it in Adrian. I mean, they might have the same confidence level, but he just can't perform, lah, Adrian. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree to a certain extent. But I still believe that even if Ellison played last night, Liverpool would have still lost the game. Maybe not 7-2, but they would have still lost the game. I, I, maybe, I still maybe disagree on that. Because Adrian made up to the mistake. That is when everything went haywire. Maybe. Because maybe. because you see, uh, the goalkeeper plays a very big part in controlling your defence. So if one of them lose like confidence in each other, then it's, it's, that's it really. Yeah, and, and for him to make the mistake, right? Yeah. For Adrian to make the mistake, uh, I believe all his defenders would have just, you know, like the, the communication definitely would have broken down. If it's Ellison, if yeah, it's man. Ellison, it's it would not be seven two. Definitely not. And yeah, and I, I and get your another, point, man. Because you've been you've been yeah, and, 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 and for an, a long time. Another thing is right. Uh, you, I, I would not say that Liverpool played a bad game. They okay. First, they made Ellison. Uh, I mean, Adrian made a mistake. Another thing is they had three def- de- three deflections, which I think no keeper can save that. And I would say Aston Villa is very very lucky. Because if they would not have had all those goals, I think Liverpool would have still played a better game to fight for. You know, at least drawing the game. At least getting that so, one point. Yeah. So, Katik, so, um, if, if, sorry, if Ellison was playing, Mane was playing, and do you think the scoreline would have been the same? You, there would not be any deflections at all? You do not, okay, you do not need to count Mane in. If Ellison was there, you, let's say, if, even if there were deflections, I believe there wouldn't be a lot of mistakes made. Because okay. there so is what, somebody there to guide the defense. Yeah. You so what? Have, yeah. What Kate is trying to say is that um, with Ellison there, 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 there's someone trying to you know um, help the defense out, sort the defense yeah. out uh, instead of just mm-hmm. Van doing his job to sort the defense out. Um, you know, Ellison takes takes off uh, that that the share of the blame or takes off that um, what do you call it? It's the Peter Schmeichel role when he yeah. was at United. Okay, it's, it's, I mean, it's. It's as simple as okay. It's as simple as Van Dyke guides uh, 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 the defense, but who is there to guide Van Dyke? 
Yeah. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, you know, there's a saying. Well, I would, sorry, I, you know, I would agree. That, you know, that's it. Take the pressure off the shoulders. Yeah, so that, that's what I was trying to remember. Sorry. So, yeah, so Ellison helps out Van Dyke. So, mm-hmm. if Van Dyke is playing by himself, you know, Adrian is not helping. Uh, Van Dyke is just there doing everything. So, he has to try and sort out the uh, defense. He has to try and play his own game. So, maybe that's where uh, the, the problem is for Liverpool. Maybe like like what uh, Tiru said about United, they, they do not have leaders. Maybe Liverpool only has one leader or two or three, which is Van Dyke. Um Henderson and and Ellison and last night we only yeah, yeah. saw Van Dyke. And when Van Dyke is alone, there goes the team. Uh-huh. Tiru, you were saying something? Yeah, tr- true enough. As much as uh, I agree with uh, uh, Karthik's point about Ellison and uh, about keeping the defenders on the toes and uh, the, the authority role that uh, Shimako used to play at United, I still think that having Thiago in midfield would have uh, ensured that Liverpool did not mm-hmm. lose the game, or pro- probably didn't lose, or they probably did not lose by such a, a big margin, because there is no yep. one to set the tempo okay. in midfield. That is exactly how uh, Aston Villa with a five-man yep. midfield over. That's, that's the exact reason why Klopp actually brought, brought in um, Thiago, in case if Henderson was not fit, mm-hmm. Thiago is there. Uh, but yeah, we lost both of them, so there goes the team. If I if I was in club position, I would actually start Thiago more than anything. Mm, okay. Uh, because because uh, Thiago's uh, level of uh, play and the way he can he can uh, control the, the game from the deeper end of midfield is much better than Henderson. This is my okay. opinion. Uh, I don't agree with it, but I feel that Thiago is a is a much better. No, of course, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, that Thiago is a much all-round player. He's, he's mm-hmm. proven it at Barcelona. He's proven it at Bayern Munich. Uh, but Henderson is the captain. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but of course, um, Klopp, Klopp knows what to do. Klopp knows how to protect his captain as well. Klopp knows that he needs a rotation game. So mm-hmm. that's why he's brought in Thiago to, to take the to take the yeah. um, to ease the pressure of Henderson more and uh, to to let him to let him relax and not play every single game. You know. Cool. Yep. Fifth goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Fifth goal was a deflection. Of... I, I want you to, to, to be as, as <laughs> getting as worse and worse and worse as the goal go on. Okay, as yeah. you so, fuck the fourth goal because the fourth goal was a free kick with a high line. I hate, I hate that shit. Okay, uh, yeah. The fifth goal was a deflection of Trent Alexander-Arnold. I believe it was Ross Barkley. Um, and sixth goal was uh, deflected uh, of Fabinho. Uh, but... Prabhu, Prabhu. Do you actually understand that Heikel and Katik are actually getting high? <laughs> Bro, I'm not even yes. going to talk about the They're seventh goal. Okay? There's no point talking about a bloody seventh goal. Okay. okay. Do you want to stop there? Yeah, I, I want to stop about the goals there. Let's just move on with how we are going to move on with things, okay? Because okay. I want to quote Jimmy Carragher again. Heikel, Heikel, I, I got something to say. But yeah, to I honest, just hope, yep. right? I just hope uh, Liverpool doesn't become like Man City. Why I'm saying this is that, right? Their squad that is so big and they have so many important players. Wait, who are you talking about? Man City or Liverpool right now? Liverpool. Liverpool okay, squad yeah. that is so big. Okay, no, you, you listen, listen to what, what okay, I'm trying finish, to say. Finish. Okay, so they are squad that, okay, not say so big, it's quite big where they have so many players that are important first team players. And when you keep rotating your squad, like what Pep did, 
you won't get the same tempo, the same kind of play in and out every single week. And I believe this is going to play a very big part in Liverpool's loss. I believe they are going to lose more. And I, I, I believe that this is going to be one of the reasons why. Lose more. Just as long as we are still invincibles. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you better be careful. I think Aston Villa and Everton might break the invisible record this year. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But be, to be honest, if uh, Liverpool rather lose it now than start having a losing streak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This, this was what I was going to quote. Uh, sorry, have you finished? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this... Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, this, this is, is what I was exactly going to quote about Jamie, uh, about Jamie Carragher as well. So Carragher also uh, said last night that this is a freak result. Okay, um, but uh, keep keep in mind, keep in mind that this this exact Liverpool team, no one has left, no big uh, no big um, departure uh, except for you know Lalana. But even Lalana was like uh, not really the first team player all the time. Big player. Yeah, he 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 wasn't he wasn't really giving in a big part as well. Um, but yeah, so so this same Liverpool team that won the Champions League, that won the EPL uh, by miles, you know, they won it so easily. Uh, they have done so. They they have done so well. Uh, but so that's why this is just a freak result. We cannot be too critical on this team. Um, I, I'm just being critical on the high line that they play during a free kick and during the game as well. Uh, but the high line is good. What I'm trying to say is they should be ready to go back when. The play is made, not waiting for the uh, referee to 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 raise up his flag. Okay, but I just hope that this seven-two loss is a wake-up mm-hmm. call to Klopp, to the defense, to the goalkeepers, to everyone in the team. That even though the ball is played, play to the damn whistle. Do not stand there and wait and ask for the referee. Why is there a flag up? You know why this? We have seen it. Too many times, like we have seen it so many times, where the play, uh, when that or Gomez just w- waits there, and you know just just calls for the flag, and eventually the flag goes up. Uh, but last night wasn't the case. Last night everything went against Liverpool. Uh, the flag didn't go up and stuff. You know, so uh, this style of play has achieved so much of success, and this team together with the style of play. So I do not see it faltering every single time. It's just that the players have to be on the ball mm-hmm. and the pressure has to be better. They have to wake up their ideas. So it's good that this loss came before the Everton game. Because I'm telling you, if Liverpool won last night or they drew, they will not have they will not have they are they will not be waking up their idea. They would still be in dreamland. They would still be thinking that they are champions. They will still be thinking that they're the best in the world. Right? And they will go to Everton and they will get raped by Everton. A side that has, that has, that has finally won four games in a row since what the 1800s or the 1900s. I have got no idea how long Everton has waited for this kind of time. But it's like you know, it's like they say, never say never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like how Spurs are above Arsenal nowadays. Sorry, four games just like since the 1800s. How Spurs are above Arsenal nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everton, I think I I think Everton used to have good results in yeah, the yeah, yeah. because they were league champions too. Yeah, I think yeah. we're not so too far away <laughs> to the 1800s, man. You're exaggerating because you're a Liverpool fan. Okay, uh, Da, I'll just say a couple. I'll just ask a, a couple of questions. I'll just ask a couple of questions. First of all, um, the last time Klopp won a league title with Dortmund, 
the following season they were flirting with relegation. Do you think that's going to happen again this season? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they will flirt with relegation. Um, did they wait? Hold on, let hang me... on, hang on. It's a bit a uh, a bit of a connection question because the last game, Roy Keane, he subtly uh, subtly said that uh, Liverpool was sloppy and then Klopp kind of got on the offensive on that. But last time, it was actually sloppy a lot. So it's like sloppiness to relegation. Do you think it's a possibility? First of all, I need to say, thank God Roy Keane was not in the studio last night. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was probably smiling. Oh my God, yeah. he would have had... No, no. But if he was in the studio last night, he would have totally lost his head uh, after the United game. But that's, that's number one. Okay, second of all, uh, I don't think he would have even bothered about the Liverpool game. So, thank God that United lost that much before the Liverpool game. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sloppiness. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so going back to going back to uh, what Jimmy Carragher said. He said this last night, you know. Um, you think about the Watford game last year. Uh, bef- just before the restart, right? When Liverpool lost. Right? Uh, just before the restart. Uh, uh-huh. Just before football was called off because of COVID and everything. Liverpool lost to Watford. And the reason why they lost was not because, um, yes, of course, we give the credit to Watford and stuff, but Watford was shambolic for the rest of the season. They got relegated, for God's sake, but they beat... I mean, yeah, it was, it was the first, was the first win, win, right? Liverpool because yeah. Liverpool did not play their game. Because Liverpool knew that they were going to be champions. They thought that uh, it's all done and dusted. We do not need to do anything. You know, we can just go there, show up, and we will win the league. You know, fuck it. We're going to win it. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened consecutively for the next few games. Um, after they were, after they restart and after they won the title, they lost to Arsenal. I mean, of course, give credit to Arsenal, yes. But uh, they, they, could have, they could have played a better game. You know, they could have had more fire in it. But they did not. They lost to... Did they lose to Chelsea? I think they lost to Chelsea as well, right? Oh, they, they beat Chelsea 5-3. They, they lost to City 4-0. Oh, yeah, yeah, they lost but, to City 4-0, yes. So, can I bring up something first? Yes. Um, I think they lost to Watford because Watford were, fi- were fighting for their lives and Liverpool weren't. They were, like you said, the mentality was thinking of champions. But what I would say is that they lost tactically when they were knocked out by Atletico a few weeks before. Yes, I agree. That was when, they, when people were starting to get a hold of how to beat Liverpool because they were on an unbeaten run. So what I would say last night was... Aston Villa, they got the tactics from all the way from Atletico to the teams that beat Liverpool along the way. But the passion was from Watford. That's what I got from last night. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, probably true because, because there's so much technology in the game. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. every game is televised across the country, across the globe. So, you know, uh, teams build themselves up by big teams. <laughs> 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 Carry on as you were explaining about uh yeah yeah it's, it's just just how it works now because you know in, um I mean about fifteen twenty years ago United used to lose a to Southampton every season it's, it's a boogie team uh, and that's probably because they knew how to beat United at their own game and probably now a lot of teams tactically understand that they can beat the team as long as they find and play to their to their strengths mm-hmm. and to the weakness of the other team. So I think it's happening more 
yep. and more often now. But seven com- compared to seven previously. Two. So I think that this, whether it's seven two or six one, you know, sometimes when when luck is not on your side, you're, you're bound okay. to lose. You're bound to lose. Just to be honest, eight two. Ask right. me. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. You wouldn't expect the score to be so so big in terms of a margin, but uh, you know mm-hmm. that the Arsenal team that lost eight two to United were 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 probably not expected to lose eight two, probably four yep. two. Um. Okay. Uh. Katik, yeah. do you have any thoughts on uh, Liverpool uh, regarding how they would? I mean, as we are recording, it's of course uh, almost closing. The transfer window is almost closing. But do you have anything that you think Liverpool should do in the closing hours of the transfer window? I think they should definitely get a backup goalkeeper. They should. Adrian, is that bad? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. If, if, if... With, with regards to that, uh, uh, I just got news that Kevin Palmer has um, confirmed on Twitter that there are rumours that Liverpool are going to get a new goalkeeper um, to replace um, Adrian or to at least give competition to Adrian. Um... <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, Alice, a competition to Alison, okay? Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so so uh, Kevin Palmer is is the one who actually broke the VVD uh, Virgil van Dijk news in the first uh, first place. Uh, so he is a trusted source. And uh, guess who they're going to get as goalkeeper or who they're looking for as a as as a rumored replacement? Carius. I wish Carius Carius just left on loan. <laughs> Dean no no Dean idea. Henderson. It's uh, I wish it's Dean Henderson, but no, it's actually Paulo Gazaniga. Like oh. Tottenham. Why? Why? Actually, Why? actually, he's he's, he's a so, very so. underrated keeper. He, yeah, he's when, decent, but then can you play the Liverpool way? No, like okay, I, let, let, me, let me just let me just say this. Okay, I was okay. just looking at the history of Liverpool goalkeepers. You know, since like ever since they formed the club. Okay, uh, of course, I don't know. Don't talk about like you know nineteen seventies, like before nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties. Uh, but the the last decent goalkeeper they had. Was probably Ray Clemens, and in 1967 to 1981. After that, after that, okay, they never had. Let, let me just put it out there, Bruce Grobella. Okay, he played for so uh, from 1981 to 1994. Yes, he was good, but there were times when he was symbolic. He made mistakes. Okay, um, he was never really? always perfect. No, uh, I think he uh, was a bit unorthodox, uh, erratic. But I think he's a fantastic. Goal. Anatolov's erratic. Yeah, that's what but I, I thought think too. he's a fantastic okay. goalkeeper. I mean, no, um, Grobella, yes, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but not as good as Ray Clemens. Ray Clemens was the best. Uh, okay, but, okay, but Grobella was good. Yes, he won a lot with Liverpool as well. Um, but towards the end, towards the end, uh, he wasn't really um, as good as how he was before. Okay. Uh, Wait, can, we, can we play a guessing game after this? I mean, like, after Grobela, then we kind of guess who's next. Uh, maybe Tiru knows. Okay, as, as you want to guess, you want to guess who's the next one that I'm going to mention? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah go ahead, guess. No, no, no. Not, yes. not, not who, no, succeeded, who him, succeeded him, right? Um, who you think, uh, yeah, of course, you can say who succeeded him and who you think I'm going to mention. Uh, yeah. I think, can we go yes, with, David James. yeah, James. Okay. Can, David we, James. can we go with succeeding? Yeah, okay, succeeding. All right. So, uh, after David James. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it Westerville? Yes. Yeah. After Westerville. Westerville, number 22. After Westerville. After... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I remember him. Yes. After right. Western, but, uh, Peggy Axford. Pe- Peggy Axford, but 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 Peggy Axford was like just for a year, and then uh, after that, Jesse Dudek took over. After Dudek. You did. Uh, yep. After Chris. Reina. Chris Kirkland. Reina. Yes. Reina. Uh, Chris Kirkland was only for a year. Yeah. Yes, Reina. Uh, but I thought that Scott Carson as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scott Carson was there, but they played like kind of big parts. Okay, so uh, Scott Carson was there from 2005 to 2008. Uh, he started at 2005. Uh, Chris Kirkland started in 2001 to 2006, same time as Jersey Dudek. Okay. So she was Jersey Dudek's number two. Um, mm. Yeah, and then Scott Carson came in at uh, 2005, just when uh, Chris Kirkland was going to leave. Mm. Uh, and then after that, uh, subsequently, mm. uh, Jersey Reina came in a few months later. Was it Pepe Reina? Yeah, Jose, yeah it's Jose Pepe Reina. Okay. Pepe Reina. Okay. It's Jose Pepe Reina. After Reina... Of course, we all know who's yeah. next. Yes, Minole, and then we got Carriers, and then Ellison, and then we got Adrian. But yeah, so uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, all the way back to Ray Clemens, I think Bruce Grobella, yes, fantastic. Uh, Ray Clemens, yes, fantastic. Uh, but the only keeper who has been fantastic, true and true, is Ray Clemens. So you think about okay. it, it goes all the way back to 1971. Sorry, uh, 1981 when uh, Ray Clemens left. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, dude, dude. To be all, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. we have the share as well. There's Bates, <laughs> and there's, there's cocaine, Mark Bosnich. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, from three months ago. Yeah, I was about to mention. Flappy wings, Mosimo Taibi. Right? Now, now it's here. So yes. We have a, we had a here. fair share of a goalkeeper as well. Yeah. Now it's the here. I and very soon it's going to be Dean Anderson. Uh, but but on to United now. I mean, uh, sorry, Da. Is there anything that Liverpool needs to do in your opinion for the transfer window? No. I mean, um, I I think, okay. Since Carriers has left, yes, they need to get um someone in to not only stand in for Ellison. Uh-huh. Uh, but they also need someone to challenge Ellison better than Adrian has been challenging Ellison. Uh, I actually truly believe that Carriers was a mistake to let go because I think the only person who can probably unlock his ability was Klopp uh, to keep him there and to try and to be honest, the first season of of of, of uh, Liverpool's uh, uh, the first season of Carriers where Carriers was at Liverpool, you know, he wasn't that bad. Okay. He he made saves here and there, yes, but. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, just that he made in, in the, the in the in the biggest final of the biggest finals, in the Champions League final, and and just because of that, he got kicked out. Uh, this guy was Bundesliga uh, keeper of the season when Neuer was at top form in Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich won the league, right? I thought Neuer was injured that season. No, Neuer still played. Okay. Because I remember the game against uh, Bayern. Uh, where Neuer was playing and he and Karius was playing for Mainz. And I think Mainz won the game or drew the game where, I, I, but if I'm not mistaken, um, Karius kept a clean sheet. And Karius was oh. amazing in that game. He made saves left, right, center, top, outer space, everywhere. He was everywhere. You know, he was just making saves everywhere. And uh, and, and, and that, was the, that was one of the reasons why he actually won uh, keeper of the season that year and Klopp decided to buy him. Uh, and after that 
so 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 keep in mind that he has been playing for a team who likes to sit back and defend, and all he has to do is just save. So now he's in a team where they defend high up the pitch, and he has to change his style of play. You can't do that in one season. Uh-huh. It, it takes it takes time. So for him to be berated and to be kicked out of the team just because of the Champions League final, I, I'm sad as a goalkeeper. I'm a goalkeeper, and I and truly I'm really really sad because things happen, mistakes happen. We are they, they are all human, but you know to just kick him out. Okay, let's switch to United and uh, end the show there. Anything that United needs to do in the transfer window, and I know there's a lot. Uh, sign ten players from. They, they need to do one important thing: uh, release uh, Harry Maguire on free transfer. <laughs> But Ed Woodward would never do that. Uh, we will do that <laughs> if you release Andreas Christensen on the on. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's not that Harry Maguire has become become a, a bad player overnight. It's just that the team does not have a set formation, and and the preferred starting lineup. Can, can I? This is. Can uh, I take? Uh, can I have my say on so Harry Maguire actually? Ah, uh, okay. Please. No, 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 Don't no. Don't tell no. me, Carlos. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm not Jamie Carragher. I'm not Rio Ferdinand. I'm not on Sky Sports. I'm just a guy that plays football under the void deck. And sometimes uh, it is street soccer court, which I hope it is called uh, street football. So, so my take is that Harry mm-hmm. Maguire is not a bad player. He's actually a good player. I rate him. Okay, you're telling me that when he yep. played in the World Cup for England, he's actually bad. I'm sure none of you said that. Was he bad at Leicester? I'm pretty sure no one said that. But no, that, that exactly because because he he had a. He had a good centre-half pairing my, together with my Johnny Evans. Okay, but my opinion is more the of the partner because you can't have two 80 million defenders in one season, I mean one transfer window or two transfer window because of financial fair play. So my take is that um, it's the manager. I don't think so. Ole is setting up the defence correctly because he could play well um, in a back three in England and he could play well in the back four at Leicester so I think the system does not suit him at United this is my take I don't think so Ole is a tactician that's why he's kind of being exposed a lot but I'm not letting him get away because I don't understand why he has to like wrestle with Luke Shaw and Lindelof trust your teammates that's why I would say even if it's uh, they're going to commit a mistake just trust them rather than trying to be a hero by pulling them I mean, I know he's the captain but he shouldn't have done that yeah that, that's <laughs> thing. Uh, I, I, I agree with you I mean pretty much looking pretty much at what true. I said about careers it, it takes time to actually uh, settle into a team and and to play the way that they're playing so Harry Maguire played fantastically well at uh, Leicester and you know they say that no player is bigger than a team So when Harry Maguire was at Leicester, the team made the man, and mm-hmm. and Leicester made him who he was, and why he earned that eighty million dollar move. And when he went over to United, he had to settle in and he, he had to he had to change his style of play, which is not which yes. he's not used to it. He's he's not a ball playing midfielder. I mean, I mean a ball playing defender, mm-hmm. someone who, you know, gets the ball out, clears the ball out. He's Actually, if he, you yep. watched Leicester's Leicester play when Maguire was playing, he was actually doing in runs from 
the center back all the way through to the midfield. He had the confidence. Yes, he had, and he was able to do that because he had a better center back who can actually cover him. Yeah. And if you look at Leicester, the way they play when when Maguire was set up, if he goes up, the center, the left back and the right back closes in, and it becomes a back three. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he's going to do it in menu, they 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 aren't going to close it down. They they are just going to stay wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Tiro. Yeah, true, true, true. It's, it's true. It's just technically he's uh, only. He's you know what? Let's just naive. let's just play a little game, where uh, I'll probably ask you in or out for mm-hmm. the first eleven or probably a bit more. <laughs> They here. Okay. Uh, Katik. In. If you're asking me in or out for Henderson, I'd say uh, out. The question no, is Henderson. yeah. Yeah, out. Okay. Uh, Prabu. <laughs> yeah, it's not Kepa, it's De Gea. Yeah, De Gea out. De Gea out. Um, you said De Gea in, right, Tiro? Okay. Uh, Luke Shaw. Yeah, I said in. Katik out. Out. Da. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm checking for news. I think they are going to sign Alex Telles, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they already. Yeah, but. Porto Porto is holding out for 22 million. Oh, right, United is offering someone between 16 <laughs> to 17 million. Okay, so yes, true. Bloody wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's flying to Manchester, uh, for the medical and hoping that they will get the offer closed in, and not waste his trip. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So look short uh, out. Yeah. Okay. Maguire. Uh, Tiro. Katik. In. Out. Da. Out. Okay. I mean, I, um, I, sorry, sorry. I fought for him uh, that he hasn't really settled into the team. But yes, for now, out. Lindelof. <laughs> hey, there's nobody left, lah. Lindelof, zero. Cutting uh, in, out. Da. I don't know, man. I'm fifty-fifty on Lindelof. I. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll move to Bayi. Zero. Cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to say everything out, right? Hey, I, I said Lindelof in, man. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, da? Oh, my God. Um, His pairing with Lindelof was good last time. I, I, I'm going to say in. But who, uh, is there another centre-back that I'm missing out? Fosu Menza. Is he serious? Smalling. <laughs> Smalling still there. He left to Roma. Smalling. No, it's not. Smalling back to Roma. Jones. Phil Jones. Uh, Tiro. Phil Jones. Wait, is oh. is Smalling back at Roma? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Out. I think he's back. No, he's not. Okay, then where is he? Oh wait, yeah. he is. He is. He is. He is. Yeah. Or they could do a uh, Fabinho and put McTominay as. No, he's back. not. Wait, wait, wait. Smalling's not. Smalling's not. He's still at United. Yes, he is. This is as of today. And what is he doing? United, yeah, they are still waiting. The uh, Manchester United <clears throat> defender is waiting news of whether Roma and Old and uh, the Old Trafford club can reach a court on his transfer. So nothing has happened yet. Uh, they are still waiting. Something is 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 something is happening, but it's not definite. Okay, so yeah. Michael, are you going to ask Smalling in or out? No, no. <laughs> I think he's gone. 
I wouldn't think he would stay. But, but I, I think he's had, had he's had his heart step into going to Italian city. Uh. Yep. It's either between um, Roma or Inter. Katik, uh, Phil Jones. In. Uh, da. What the fuck out. But why in though? <laughs> he just believes in Andreas Christensen. Okay, he I, needs I, players I, like Andreas Christensen to be in the team. That's why he's saying yes to Phil Jones. Top class. Yes. Yeah. So I would say it. I I still believe he can do it. It's just that he does not have the playing time. Yeah. Have you seen his stats yeah. when he was he in Blackburn? Is, he his, his stats, not about his stats, his playing stats. Okay, his you, you don't talk about Black, Blackburn. Lah. I mean, when he was in Menu, he was he was top class. Lah. That, you know why? There was a point of time. You know why? Do you know why during that point of time he was top because class? Because he was right back there. Yes, because he was yes. of Sir Alex Ferguson. But now it's no longer him. So I don't think so he can. But... I think Phil Jones won the trophy, right? If he given the time. For me, I just said in because there's no other defenders, and I've given up on like pay like <laughs> Maguire. So yeah. Okay. Uh, right back. Um, Aroma Bisaka Tiru. In. Uh, in. Da. Do we have anyone else? Brandon Williams. Oh, Brandon Williams. Okay. Uh, sorry. Oh, he's a left it's back. Always a left back. Then who's because they don't have Diego Dalo and Pereira, right? Oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure I'm sure okay, let's go to uh, left wing uh, Rashford. I'm pretty sure everyone's in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else is on left wing? Left mid, left wing. It's no more. What else? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> James, James, James uh, can play. James left right. Right. Yeah, James can play. But James, right? So. Tiro? Yeah, James definitely in. In, in. Okay. Yeah, James, uh, in. I'm struggling because I, 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 I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, uh-huh. I know that there's Do McTominay, there's, there's uh, Fred, there's McTominay, there's Fred, there's Matic, uh, Bruno Fernandes, okay, out Boa, and all this Tony who's out? Wendabic. Tiro. Okay. Okay, Matis we just state our first three. That means the, the yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Just uh, the top three. Yeah, the yeah, top sure. Three. The top three. Okay, let's let's just you go top four. Top three or top four? Okay, if you have a top four, top four. If you have a top three, top three. Yep. Okay, I I would actually have a uh, Van de Beek, uh, Pogba and uh, Bruno Fernandes, and okay. uh, the midfield to be anchored by Fred. Katik. Might be uh, Mac Tominay, CDM. Uh, mm-hmm. Van der Beek and Bruno Fernandes sent to me. No Pogba. Uh, okay. Um, I will be going with uh, Van der Beek. Okay, let me just say something about Van der Beek. I do not understand why he's still on the bench. Like, the guy needs game time. Yes. Why Why is he still on the bench? You fuck Matic. Okay, but anyways, yeah. Uh, but Yeah, I'll go with Van der Beek, Pogba, and Bruno Fernandes back uh, with with the four. Uh, but if I were to go with uh, one extra player, uh, sorry, with, I'll go with the three. But if I were to go with one extra player, it would actually not be Fred. Uh, it will probably be McTominay. I actually like McTominay a lot, and I rate him quite high. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, but you know, we of course can't forget the God, the Lord, Lingard. 
Who's in? Honestly. Haikal, aren't you going to ask me why I left that Pogba? Uh, no, I, I kind of understand. I mean, even if it's me, I think I would have sold Pogba. Um, I, it's just not working. I, I believe he, he can't play in this system. Lah. He's, he's too lazy to play in this system. I, I agree. I, even if, if it's me, I'll pick a two, and that's uh, Keen and Scholes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, uh, think, if I, had to... I think they could probably kick a ball better than any of the midfield in Man United right now. Like I even, even right now, they can kick a ball better. I think Tiru will be screaming right now. <laughs> oh, you can actually have uh, you can actually <laughs> trade me Petit and like uh, Vieira. That. Um, actually no, I will pick um, I think something like Katik, uh, Fernandez, Van der Beek, and McTominay. Uh, uh, actually, actually, they brought in Van der Beek. But I thought that they, they bought Van der Beek because they didn't want anyone else to have Van der Beek. Just like they bought Sanchez because they don't want Man City to be one. <laughs> no, honestly, that's what I thought. Because I it's actually, Ed Woodward. I actually thought that they bought Van der Beek because they wanted him to replace Matic. But I do not understand why Matic is playing. So that goes to show that actually Van der Beek might not be... <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, one mata in midfield as well. Although he's still reliant. Tiro, is is Van Der Beek a backup player or is he yeah. a, is he a, a a first team player? Okay, I need to post this question right now. Van Der Beek is a Do first team player. That Van Der Beek was Solskjaer's transfer. Yep. No. Tiro. Katik. I don't think. I don't think so. No, because if he was Solskjaer's, uh, he would be playing right instead of Matic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's what that's what baffles me as well. Like, but I won't be surprised if he does not have. If Sosha, yeah, if Sosha thinks he's still not match fit, yes, yet lah. Uh, yeah, I, I I still believe so. Probably, probably, but 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 the problem is that when when Sosha sets up his teams, he wants his midfield to be, uh, to be very, what do you call that? To be yeah, box and box, box, box to box midfielders in his midfield center, and right. he he can't do he can't do that with Pogba or Bruno Fernandez or etc. He needs somebody to sit back and and let these guys free. So that's why he's I, been I forced to why, include uh, either Matic uh, or Pogba to you know do the defensive duties because if you watch from what he what Mourinho did previously, he he there's no way Pogba is going to do his defensive duties. He is just going, you know. You, he's a player that you just need to leave him there on the pitch. You just do whatever the hell you want, and and he will shine. Yeah. So as long as, I believe, as long as Sosha wants him to do defensive duties, he's he's not going to play. Yeah. Um, striker. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you have something to say? What? Okay. Mm, nothing. I think, I think if we go with a four-five-one, probably that would uh-huh. work out for Pogba. Um, striker Anthony Martial, you know. <laughs> there is. I think that there? you're getting Cavani. I think the questions. probably. Yeah, it looks confirmed, confirmed, but you never know with footwork. And I think it's confirmed. Thirty plus. How old is Cavani? They had Zlatan, and then they had 30, Cavani. Thirty-three, right? And then they, are, they bought. They're uh, buying Igalo. players to. I would say Igalo to last in... two seasons or three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely hate. Timo Werner hasn't scored. He's just going to be game, another right? Morata. I can tell you that. He's he's just <laughs> kicking balls like he hasn't eaten in ten days. No, that's the problem because both Lampard and Socha are still tactically naive. They have yet to find the best system. I think it's just Chelsea's the place they have and the place they are. Do you know how in. to get those managers better? I have an idea. Sack them. Yeah, sack them, and both of them work as assistant manager under Guardiola, and then come back <laughs> because that's working for Arsenal. Okay, uh, we have a very long podcast. I didn't expect this, but I definitely enjoyed this. Um, not just because that um, United and Liverpool lost, but uh, this conversation that we're having here, um, and Katik's a uh, very, very much welcome addition. Um, any last words, guys? Yeah, uh, apparently um, Bruno Fernandes had a bus stop with uh, Harry Maguire in the dressing room. That's why he got sucked off at halftime. Oh, it, okay. These are the rumours, um, which is quite popular on Twitter right now, but uh, we do not know how true that is. Uh, but multiple sources quoting saying that uh, during the halftime, team talk, uh, Bruno Fernandes had a bus stop with uh, Maguire in the dressing room. And... Uh, because Maguire is the captain and you're not supposed to belittle the captain like that, uh, that's why Sosha had him remain in the dressing room. Uh, but then again, these are just rumours. We do not know, know how true it is. Uh, but if it is true, then wow. If it United is true, is going to have a long and difficult season ahead of them. They're very lucky that Zlatan is, is not there anymore. I think you would have kicked... Uh, <laughs> he would have he would have kicked, yeah, he would have kicked uh, Maguire in the face. If it is true, then, then that means that Zaha... And Moya's daughter was also true. <laughs> okay, okay, we we have to end it here. It's uh been a long one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's doing well actually. Yeah, the chosen one. So uh, we're gonna end it here. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please comment uh, on our Facebook yeah, page as well as our Instagram page, and uh, make sure to like the the post. Also, um, thank you guys for listening in and thank you guys for liking all our posts so far. We enjoyed um, the likes and the love from you guys and just comment them. We want to be talking it to you. I mean, replying it to you as well as uh, talking back to you um, regarding football. That's all we love. Um, yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. No, Aston Villa. to win the league. <laughs> Everton to win the league. Okay, I got that. I have a <laughs>